All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We roll through Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube, how are you? It's the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca where you can get $18 million up for grabs tonight in uh, Lotto Max. Also remember now uh, when you try things out, NHL, NBA, they got all NFL, of course, CFL playoffs coming up, the East and West Finals this weekend. Uh, all sorts of uh, boost bets you can make, uh, you know, player props. They have it all at PlayAlberta.ca. Gregor, Hallie with you. And now we get to uh, Mark Spector, our regular guest at this time, brought to you by GS Construction. Family-owned business coming up on 50 years. And you know what? They're hiring. If you're looking for a new gig right now, work for a great company with great benefits, great culture, go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. When their owner's a former captain, he knows the thing a bit too about the importance of teamwork. That's what they do at GS Construction. Mark uh, Spector joins us now from Vancouver, where uh, I'm guessing Canuck fans are giddy with the glee, while the uh, Edmonton Oilers fans are just like, oh, my goodness, what is happening? Um, last night, uh, a barrage for the first uh, 12 minutes, and then uh, they find themselves going from one nothing down 3-1 to one in a span of 3 minutes and 22 seconds spec with uh, an unlucky goal in the first one, an own goal, an absolutely horrific goal that encapsulates everything that has gone wrong with the Oilers this season on goal number two uh goal number four uh, i know you talked about it you asked the coach about the fact that there's there's really no um there's no discipline there after two egregious mistakes by a defenseman who's in your top four like man not a lot going right for the orders right now no uh, on every level my friend every level starts with goaltending which is not uh, good enough at any point in time we had predicted upon uh, Jack Campbell's last start that we wouldn't see him for a long time and in the Oilers' net, and that turns out to be true. Um, Skinner's simply not good enough. Uh, you're right. The word encapsulate, I would use the word metaphor. That that second goal is a metaphor for the Oilers' season. They, they, you can't play better than they played 
in the first 11 minutes. You can't start stronger. You can't press harder. Demko held his team in. Uh, the shots are 19-2. You're leading one nothing. The shots are 19-4. You're down 2-1, uh, you know. And the entire the Oilers bench looks up at the scoreboard, man, and they see those numbers, and I could hear the sag from the press box, pal. Like, they just sagged, and they were never – they fought back. Bouchard makes his – does his act in the second period. The coach doesn't even sit him down for a second, which we can talk about. I like to talk about. And it's another loss, man. 6-2. 6-2. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, Spec, the other thing – and you know what? When things are going wrong – I've heard lots of players talk about it. Like you, you got to fight your way out of it. You got to battle. Uh, JT Miller's, you know, getting after with McDavid, who's who's clearly banged up with something. I think he's got a hand or a wrist yeah. injury. You just look at how he stick handles the, the puck right now, um, or pass misses he's some bad. passes that he never makes or misses, I should say. But you know what? They go down five to two. There's ten minutes left. We all know the new rule in the NHL. Like there, there is no emotion at that point. Like they're playing Vancouver. They're not a team fraught with a bunch of huge guys that you should be intimidated by. And I'm not talking just Nurse and DeHarnay and Kane. I'm talking the entire team. Just show a little bit of bite and fight. And I saw none of it. We're old, man. We're old. Okay, we expect that. But I see it in other teams, though. That's the difference, though. I see do other you, teams still doing it. Do you see it in the NHL? Because I don't see it in the NHL. Oh, I've seen, like, look at Ottawa has done it a few times. Tampa Bay has guys that do it. Vegas has done it. Like, look at, look at the preseason. Mark Stone took a hit he didn't like and they freaked out in the preseason. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, uh, to be honest, your best player had as much bite as anyone. McDavid got into it with uh, Di Giuseppe and then Miller and he didn't give any quarter. He stood in there and he slugged it out with Miller a little bit. Hyman, who's not a fighter, knows, hey, the guy's going after McDavid. He jumped in there and he took a fight. Good for Hyman, right? Take that all day long. And then now Connor McDavid says he just ran into DiGiuseppe. But from where I was sitting, he saw a free shot at the kid and drilled him and took the two-minute penalty. I love that, right? I love that. So, yeah, okay. Where's Nurse? Where's uh, DeHarnay? Where's all the guys that are tough? I'm not calling Kane out. He's been the toughest. Well, I'm not even saying that. I said spec. It doesn't have to be the tough guys because Vancouver has a has a team that's not tough. Right. You could have had anybody. Where are the guys? Sure, you could ask that question. I guess I'd just say to you that I, I'm almost – I've grown past that. I, I've been asking for it myself for 10 years, and it ain't there ever for almost anybody. I just think the game's not played that way anymore, Jay. Yeah, well, I see it at times, though. And funny enough, like, I see it from the, the teams who win. That's hey, – like, look at that. Nathan McKinnon hey. freaks out about once every 20 or 30 games, right? Uh, Boston yeah. used – Boston all the time would do it. So – and if they weren't – and they would initiate lots by cheap shots, too. So there's different ways to do it. Hey, so I, do, you, do you need a head coach that instills that in his team, Jay? I don't know if that – well, hey, we saw it, uh, Sheldon Keefe call out his team for not liking their response to Brad Marchand. So I think the coach can at least bring it to your attention. Yes, 100%. But right now, Speck, and I loved your question. Like, Jay Woodcroft, he's talked about the word standard for like a month and a half, right? Um, what is the order standard? Because if there is a standard, it must be incredibly low because you don't see anybody – of significance. I'm not, it's easy to bench Adam Ernie, right? It's easy to bench Derek Ryan. No offense to those guys. Vincent DeHarnay and Philip Broberg, right? Like 
That doesn't mean anything to me. The guys who are playing all the time, if they're not playing up to the standard, and I'm not saying bench a guy for a game spec. Hell, maybe not even a period, but there was nine minutes left in the second. All you have to do is just not call his name for four shifts. Message is pretty clear. Yeah, Bouchard didn't miss a shift, and I was watching for it. I had the binoculars on the bench, yeah, and I was watching him get ready for the next shift, and I was watching and waiting to see. You know, that was an egregious error that he made, two of them. He pinched when he shouldn't have pinched. In fact, there's three of them. If you watch the draw, and I talked to a head coach today, a longtime head coach, he told me this. He said, watch the draw. All three of the Oilers forwards go forward off the draw. That means the defenseman's supposed to say, okay, everybody went forward. I got to be defensive minded here. I got to be ready to go back. Well, Bouchard missed that read. Then he went forward on a pinch he had no chance of getting. Then he didn't hustle hard enough back, and his guy scored the goal. And then he didn't miss a shift. So, yeah, I said to Jay, and I'll say it to you right now, that from now on, the word accountability, when I hear it coming from that coach, doesn't mean a thing to me. I don't see any accountability. He said to, he said to the answer to the question, to his credit, he said, hey, now I'm down a goal. I need offense. I can't bench my most offensive guy. Well, that doesn't work at all, no. right? No, that no, doesn't true. work at all. And, and kindly, that's whis- kindly, whis- logic. And one other thing, whisper to him when he, he's because he said it lots that the orders are the only team that's played five series the last two years. That's false. Florida played six, so just uh, should mention oh, okay. that, right? So, um, no small anyway. thing, but uh, but I just. That's- to me, the the frustration, like players, like we saw Brady Kachuk get into it with Chikrin, and they give it back and forth, and then they're fine. And that's how most teams are. And like maybe it all happens behind closed doors, spec. But my goodness, when there's an egregious error made by the orders, you never see. And I'm at the rink all the time, like you are. You're obviously on the road more. I don't ever see a guy on the bench giving it to someone else to say that's unacceptable. Like the players don't hold each other accountable. Well, I asked Connor McDavid after the game what happens. And he, he said to me, he says, I think the, I'll paraphrase him, but he basically said, we're not calling guys out in front of the media and the fans, but we're holding each other accountable in here. I can't say that he's not wrong because I'm not in the room and it's a private thing. Mm-hmm. I can say the coach isn't calling guys accountable, holding guys accountable, because we can see them hopping over the boards for their next shift. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to tell you Connor McDavid's not telling me the truth because I don't know the answer to it. But I'll tell you right now, the coach isn't uh, holding them to account. How many times has, has Bouchard made that uh, a version of that mistake this year, Jay? In 11 games, how many? Maybe seven times? Yeah, maybe. Right? How many goals has he cost through inattentive, poor reads? Yeah. Six, seven goals this year? Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah it's... Hasn't missed a shift, Jay. Hasn't missed a shift. Yeah. No, it's, it's valid. Uh, Mr. Pickard is coming up tomorrow. For yeah, for Jack yeah. Campbell, yeah. When do you start him? Because you got like it's funny the goalie that you're keeping has a lower percentage than the guy you're putting on waivers. And I and I'm not saying I disagree with the decision, right? I no. agree with the decision. I think it's the right decision. You have to do it. But as Struddy said, and I'll use his term, Skinner hasn't earned the net. So uh, when do you think Pickard plays? That's great. He hasn't earned the net. You know, he hasn't earned the net. Uh hey. I would say to you that he's familiar with the San Jose arena. He's played in there a whole bunch as a member of the Bakersfield Condors. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing a team. If I can't play that guy against San Jose, who can I play him against? <laughs> Fair right? point. Yeah. If I'm playing him, I'm going to run him into San Jose and let's see what we do from there. 
Because it might get your team's attention too, right? And but it also, I think, it, it is gets the attention of the goaltender that hey, like Stuart Skinner, that second goal. Ideally, you don't want the guy shooting from there. Totally fair, but it's pre suitor, and the shot went right through him. Right? Like yeah. that's a savable shot from where, like it wasn't top corner, it wasn't perfectly placed. It was basically right at the, just the chest inside arm, and that's a save you should make. Well, and I think the worst thing is. That 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 Thatcher Demko at the other end had made at least five saves on far more difficult chances than that one. Yeah. So your bench goes, oh my goodness, you know we're we're trying to score on this guy on breakaways and he's stopping us, and their guy Pia Suter, who doesn't exactly possess a Brett Hull like release, is drilling pucks home from twenty feet on our goalie going under his arm like. How are we supposed to win a hockey game? It, yeah. it was the most deflating goal of the season uh, for that Oilers bench. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I would agree with you. That was a that was a tough one, Spec. So, uh, do you know uh, what the Oilers doing? Is today a day off? Are they in Vancouver? They go to San Jose. What are they doing? No, nope, they're uh, they're in Vancouver today. It was a scheduled day off, and, and folks, these are days yeah. off a schedule that gets made like two months ago. Yes, right before the season started, this was a day off. The tonight they're having their rookie party. This is the night they're going out for dinner. Uh, the rookies are happy because they're paying in Canadian dollars, not American dollars. <laughs> and uh, they will practice tomorrow, I believe, at UBC at 11 o'clock. And then they will fly after that to San Jose. I assume that uh, Jack Campbell will fly with them to San Jose and make his way to Bakersfield after that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, like, do the orders even have a rookie? Oh, uh, is Holloway still a rookie? No, he played 55 games last year. He wouldn't be considered a rookie. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, so, Broberg's not here. Broberg's not here. Like, oh, Raphael Lavoie, I guess, and James Hamlin oh, would boy. be considered. Like, the guys have played two in one game. Like, ooh, that would they, be a tough they one. They call Hamlin up just in time to pay for the rookie dinner. Oh, man. <laughs> something tells <laughs> me the captain. Money on this trip. <laughs> something tells me the captain might be covering that one. So, uh, I think I, I, I would think I could be wrong, but, uh, we'll that. see. <laughs> 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 hey, kid, you've got uh, no NHL paycheck yet, but you're paying for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ordering a cigar and a scotch <laughs> that'd be tough spec uh, have a good one enjoy band city and uh san jose we'll talk to you uh tomorrow all right jake that's uh mark specter in the uh spec report brought to you by gs construction now when we come back uh dvd will uh join us so we got lots more text line lots of great um suggestions thank you got some new war movies i haven't seen i love it so we'll get to uh, all that uh, uh lots of you say guys i've seen lots of teammates do it on the bench you're right. I don't ever see the orders do it. Seems odd. And I think that's fair, right? Like it's an emotional game. Guys get fired up. I, I would never be one with two teammates get after each other. I don't think that's a big deal. Like we've seen teammates get after in practice, you know, stick swing here or there, slash, slash, whack, whack, even some fights way back in the day, even some scuffles. Now it's a competitive game, man. It's high emotion. You should be annoyed. The orders have tied a franchise record worst start ever. Ever. The decade of darkness never started 2-8-1. Think about that. Never started 2-8-1 in the decade of darkness. We're turning the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back to the Jason Gregor Show live in the E-Well studio where the worlds of electricity and sports collide. Stay plugged in as we power up the rest of your day with the latest sports analysis right here at Sports 1440 in the E-W-E-L studios. 
Nice. Like it. Uh, people are humming along. Uh, so we'll get to uh, DVD uh, momentarily. Some uh, early games in the uh, the National Hockey League. And games, I guess, like I know it's crazy to say, order fans, it's only 11 games in if you're thinking about uh, scoreboard watching. But, geez, uh, you don't want the orders to fall too far behind teams. Um, the uh, The Ducks, who are surging right now, winners of six in a row, are taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Calgary Flames hosting the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, other teams that I think the Oilers might be competing for playoff spots with. The Kraken, they're in Arizona. Heck, the Coyotes got 11 points. The Blues hosting the Jets. There's uh, some other teams you'd be uh, looking at. So the uh, the order, hey, the Oilers got to take care of their own business. Make no mistake about it. They got to get some wins, but they, uh, they probably wouldn't uh, be opposed to having a few other teams uh, hit the skids. Uh, themselves a little bit, or just kind of stay in neutral, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Because eventually the order's got to get on a, a little bit of a tear here. That's Captain Obvious stuff, we know, but it's got to happen. Let's uh, get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the Spruce Grove Saints. And hey, you know what? Maybe geez, I just want to go to a game. I want to watch a few wins. Well, uh, pretty good chance uh, you can do that. Get down to the Grant Fear Arena in Spruce Grove. Uh, they'll be home uh on Friday, taking on Whitecourt. And then Saturday night, folks, the old crosstown rival. It's been around forever. It's in Sherwood Park, the Saints and the Crusaders. That'll be a heck of a game on uh, Saturday night. So uh, check that one out. It's awesome. Get all your tickets at uh, sprucegrovesaints.ca for Friday night's home game against Whitecourt. This is uh, Derek Van Deest from uh, NHL.com. Of course, he's the Western uh, Bureau reporter now. He covers not only the orders, but also the uh, Flames and the uh, the Jets and the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, you've got, obviously, the Canucks at the very top. Uh, Winnipeg's having a decent start. Edmonton and Calgary are near the bottom. So, DVD, no shortage of stories for you. Uh, you got the Canucks rolling. You got the uh, Flames and orders struggling. The, the Jets kind of, you know, they, they're doing all right. They're, they're in the playoff hunt uh, right now, I guess. So, Let's start in Vancouver. When you when you reach out and you talk to people there about the Canucks, um, some people will say, "Wow, their underlying numbers like look, they got outshot nineteen to two. Their goalie plays great, and then they they take over." Well, I wouldn't even say they took over. They just made a few simple passes, and the orders basically fell apart. Right? Like last night, there's two or three goals where the orders just gift to the Vancouver Canucks. It's it's stunning to me that still happens so frequently. Yeah, it, it, it does. You know, I was you almost see it coming. No, when the orders had nineteen shots. And they only had one goal, and you yeah. know, thought, well, Vancouver's only a shot, you know, from getting right back in this game. And how often have we seen that? We see that all the time with this hockey team. Is like they just they're dominant on one end, and but they're only a shot away from from being even. And, and yeah, yeah, that's what we saw. But he, that kind of shows you um, what what goaltending will do for you. The, yeah. it, it keeps you in the game, and and you know, just that's what what it does. And I think. Vancouver got it last night. They're getting it this year, uh, but I think th- th- there's a lot of things going well for them. Uh, you know, they're playing, they're playing in the mold of their head coach Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett came in last year, and I don't know if you remember this, Jason. Two games after he took over, he says, "We're soft. Yeah. We're a soft team. We got to be a lot tougher than that." And he's kind of they, they developed that mentality. They developed that 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 tougher mentality to play against. And yeah, there, there are times when when we've seen that they're. You know, Pat Demko, Thatcher Demko has to take over and, and keep them in games. But once they do that, once they kind of found their skating legs, yeah, I thought they were obviously the better team. They were the better team through the second and then in the third period. But they have they have a lot of talent on that team. 
Uh, you look at the season Elias Pettersson's having. You look at the season uh, Quinn's having. It just, it's uh, it, sorry, Quinn Hughes is having. It just, it just, it's coming together for the Canucks at the right time. And and you got to wonder whether they can sustain this. Uh, but right now they're off to a great start, and they're they're people thought they might be a playoff team. They might you know be in that area, but I don't think anyone thought they'd be nine two and one to start the season. Yeah, they are. They're playing very well. There's no question about that. And I, I like their team. They've 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 got a lot of high end players. I agree that they you know what still probably got to be a little bit better defensively. But I thought Demko would be the reason why I picked them and Hughes to and Pedersen. I said, hey, they got a really good player at all key positions. I think they're going to be good enough to be a playoff team. And then as they get closer, maybe they make some other moves. We'll see. But uh, hey, they beat the orders three times. And they beat them eight one six two and four three. Like you know, their average I guess. What is that? 18 goals in three games, for goodness sakes, man. Like, it's been uh, you know, 18 to 6. It's been pretty much domination by the Canucks through three games. Yeah, it has. And then the Oilers, I think the only decent game they played was that one at home and that they probably should have won. Again, they had big big spells in that game where they kind of dominated uh, and, and they just couldn't get through. But, yeah, they, they, they have the talent there and, and they have the belief there. I think that's one of the things, too, is that Rick Tockett's really brought that belief that, hey, we're we're a good team. We we have the we have the ability to to score some goals when we need to. We, we play well defensively. So I think yeah, they've only given up 24 goals against I think this year. So that's yeah. you know that's how good defensively they've been. Um, so I think it starts from there. Starts obviously starts from goaltending and goes through with you know they have a world class defenseman. Uh, you know some awesome forwards. You know a lot of stars and like you said, having a fantastic year. So they have the tools there. Uh, and yeah, they, you know, the first game they dominated the orders. I thought the second half of, of, of last night they dominated the orders. Uh, and then you look at Edmonton's team and it, there's so many holes right now. There's so many things to fix. Uh, you, you gotta wonder if they can do it in time to save Jay Woodcroft's job. Yeah. How thin ice do you think he's on? Well, I think this is the thing. If they lose to San Jose, I think he's oh. in big, big trouble, right? You can't lose that game tomorrow. Like, so we've gotten to the point where you can't lose. Like, it's because it's the Sharks. They cannot lose to the Sharks tomorrow or else forget about it. The Sharks are, are an atrocious team. Um, you know, they're getting they're getting just lit up every night. So you, you have to win that game. Yeah. And I think that it goes from there. But I do think, and, and you're judging by the move that they made today, I do think that they're going to try and fix this internally first before they start blaming the coach. Um, and listen, Jay Woodcroft hasn't forgotten how to coach. Last couple of years, he's been a great coach, got a great winning percentage. It just he just you don't you don't just forget. Uh, I think now, but now is the real time where where you really can tell a coach's medal is is when things are going great. Yeah, everybody can coach. Anyone can open the door and say, "Go, guys, we're going great." So when they're going not going great is when you really have to figure things out and you have to – then you'll get to see what kind of a coach he is. So I think they will give him time to work this way out of it. I think that's only fair. Uh, but there's got to be a cutoff where if it's not going and you, and you look like you're risking the season, I think then then you, you got to wonder about that. But I think I do think that he's earned that time to kind of work his way out of this mess. What about Pickard? When do you think they're going to play him? Derek Van Deest joins us for NHL.com. Well, if you play him, why would you play him tomorrow I go, or Thursday uh, against the San Jose yeah. if, if you're going to play him and you can see what he can do, um, do it then because you're not going to get a worse opponent than that. You're not going to get an easier spot on the bingo card than that. I think you come in, play him, 
let's see what he can do, whether or not he's capable of doing that. This guy's got, he's got over a hundred games in the NHL. So it's not like it's, it's a new thing for him. Like he's, he's kind of been a journeyman guy. He's never really kind of stuck anywhere, but he's has that NHL experience. So I think they, they, they call him up, let him play. And then you get a good, you get a look at it and say, okay, can he play in this? Can he play in this league? Can he help us out? Uh, and, and depending on how he does, uh, you go from there because obviously Stuart Skinner is struggling. They want Stuart Skinner to get going. Uh, he, he hasn't been able to get going. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Calvin Pickard was in the net on Thursday. Um, but just to give the owners a bit of a jolt. And if he's a young, you know, he's a guy comes in and has a good game, uh, that could spark a team. And, and the guys could rally around that. And I think right now the Oilers need something to rally around because uh, it just there's so many things going wrong right now. And, and it's just it's one of those things that no matter what they're doing, it's not working. So maybe they can come in and, and uh, you know, Calvin Pickard can give them a, a bit of a spark. Yeah, well, you're right. Something's um, something's got to get going. There's no question about it. Uh, Derek Van Deese joins us. Uh, you know, Derek, people talk about the you know the coach. Like, obviously, I think if they lose to San Jose, they're like, oh my goodness, like that would be catastrophic. Honestly, like, and and you know, for the orders and also for my personal life, so uh, that would suck. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, even if they win that game, like, I'm not sure it really, like, it might calm it for a bit, but if they go into Seattle and stink out the joint again, you know, to me, then it's just, uh, you haven't gained anything because after the Calgary game, we thought, okay, now they're going to take a step and then they've lost three in a row, right? So the San Jose game, you know, it sucks, but I'm not even sure that gives much other than maybe, you know, if they blow out the team and maybe you get a few guys score some goals and maybe get some offensive confidence, but I'm not sure it alleviates any pressure unless this team can win in Seattle and start maybe going on a streak. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's that's a it's, it's kind of a landmine that game against uh, San Jose, right? Only bad things can happen if you go out there and blow out that team and you score ten goals on them, like uh, you know, like other teams have done this year. Um, you're just you know, oh, you know, it's just the Sharks. Like you, you should be beating the Sharks that much. So you should be dominating and blowing out the Sharks because they're just an awful team right now. They they probably couldn't compete in the AHL much less the NHL. Um, but yeah, that game against Seattle, then it's a stepping stone toward, then that game against Seattle. Now, now that's more of a test. That's more of a, okay, you should, you gotta be able to be the team like Seattle. So yeah, I think what that game in San Jose does on Thursday is give them a bit of a reprieve. Um, I, I you know, I, I just honestly, Jason, I cannot see them going there and lose that game. And if they do, then, then the, the problems are a lot deeper than you and I thought they were. But, um, I think they, if that game, they should blow out the Sharks. Um, it was Pittsburgh, I think, and then Vancouver, I think, both put 10, 10 goals yeah. up on these guys. So, yeah, the owners got to score a lot of goals on these guys because they're just not doing anything well. But then, yeah, then they get, then they get back to reality against Seattle. And, okay, let's see, can we kind of get that reprieve against San Jose and then go into Seattle and have a good effort in Seattle and, and win that game in Seattle and try and get some sort of momentum because they haven't had any this season. They haven't put two, two solid efforts together. And I think this is a good opportunity to do that is to, to win that game uh, in San Jose and then then focus on a really solid effort in Seattle and, and hope that uh, they, they're able to get that result. One last one about the, uh, you know, the Calgary Flames. And, you know, we're seeing already rumblings about their defense and, and moves are going to, and they have won some games here. So maybe that, you know, that calms things in Calgary, but kind of what, what's your sense of, uh, of Calgary? And has there been any update? Um, I know it was talked about, but I haven't heard anything yet. Are they like a hundred percent going through with that arena? Uh, I believe it was. I thought the arena deal was, was through. Um, but have they started like, have they, have they broke ground yet? 
No, they have not okay. broke ground yet. So, uh, yeah, so. yeah, I'm not sure. Well, last time I was in Calgary, I was asking about it. Um, they have to just get the funding in place. Uh, I think that. Oh, yeah, the, so it's, yeah, so it's not done. Because, yeah, not, funding's yeah. pretty important. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like they've been promised the money, but until they actually get the money, like when I guess when a government, what at whatever level, promises you money, but then actually delivers the money, those are two different things that I'm, uh, I'm understanding. So, uh, but they they do have the deal ready to go. Uh, yeah, they haven't broke ground yet. Uh, but from my understanding is that you know, just have to dot some eyes and cross some T's and. And then and then get going, but uh, you know that new arena deal. Well, they start if they start working on that, it's still at least two or three seasons away. But yeah. at least it's something, right? They need, they need that new rink. Uh, but the Flames, yeah, they're playing better. Um, they, they, you know, they've still got their issues. Um, you know, they, they I think they beat Seattle the the other on Saturday. So um, and they got the what is it, Predators tonight, I believe. And so uh, there is there's another team that. You're not sure which way they're going to go and what direction they're going to go. They they, they kind of got these two big contracts with Huberto and Padre. Uh, they're kind of locked into those contracts, and they're trying to build the team around those guys. Huberto and Kadri, they're not necessarily going yet. Um, so I think Calgary's a team on, like, brink, on the brink of, do we build, blow this up and start it over again, or can we build off this? They have I think, six free agents this summer to kind of try and sign. So I think they're going to kind of go to the 25, 30 game mark and then see where they're at and then try and figure out, okay, do we stick where we are or do we start it all over again? And, yeah. and uh, I think that's, that's the, the, I think that's a benchmark there when you get to 30 games and see where the flames are, um, whether they decide, you know what, it's not working. Uh, we're going to have to try it again. Or we have a shot at this thing. So yeah, they, I think they're only three seven and one this year. So they, they've really kind of struggled as well. Uh, and they they were dominated by the orders in the Heritage Classic, and they've kind of looked a little better since then. Uh, but they're still struggling to kind of put wins together. DVD is always great stuff, man. I appreciate it. Have yourself a great day. We will uh, chat with you next Tuesday. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. It's Derek Vandes from uh, NHL.com. Great stuff, man. Covering uh, all the four Western conf- Western uh, Conference teams in Edmonton. Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Calgary. Uh, we'll return. We'll go uh, in the room. A little fantasy talk with Connor Halley next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, it's another great tune. I love it. Welcome back to The Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube. Really? You know what? Uh, record-setting day again on the uh, and, uh, new texters as well and new commenters at uh, Orders Nation YouTube. So that's great to uh, get more people involved with the show. It's wonderful. Everybody's fired up about a lot of different things from uh, Jack Campbell to the goalie coach to Woodcroft to Bouchard to the lack of offense across the board. Many people wonder what's up with McDavid. I think it's a valid question. Right? Uh, the stat from uh, David Johnson talking about how, you know, last year McDavid now – it's a small because it's only 11 games. But last year, McDavid, over the course of a whole year, which is a much bigger number, 45% of his shots were high danger chances. 45. This year, 20. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Three. And uh, if if you look at it, it, it's not... Now, he's had a little... I got to double check here, but his um, his shots per game aren't like ridiculously lower than uh, last year. McDavid currently has uh, 26 shots in nine. Well, yeah, that's a little bit lower. He was over. Uh, so he's 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 shooting less, right? And obviously from uh, much uh, less uh, high danger chances, right? And But 45 to 23, that's half. He's not, last year he wasn't averaging six shots a game, right? So when I look at things, like I I wonder if he's got like a hand or wrist injury. Because I, lo- I look at his stick handling, and it just seems it just seems a little McDavid off. Is is that fair, Cons? What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, and that's it. Like when you're as good as he is, Gregor, unfortunately or unfair or whatever it might be, the, the standard's always going to be higher. So when when he looks a little bit off, you have to ask those questions. And uh, I was actually I was sitting there at the Canadian Brew House last night out in Sherwood Park with Sean Brown. We had that exact conversation. Like, is something wrong with him? Like, in it, he looks fine skating wise, but it, it just seems like there's things in his game that we've become so accustomed to him doing with such ease, and it's not happening. And then the point production's not there. And it, it you're starting to see his frustration out there as well. Probably not only because of his individual struggles right now, but the struggles as a team. So I, I think there must be something going on that we're not privy to at this point. Yeah. So. Let's get to the uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. All the new platform trailers have arrived and they're ready to roll. If you need one, reach out, nextgentransportation.com. Of course, uh, Jack Campbell, if you have him on your fantasy team, uh, well, you probably didn't, but uh, he has been uh, put on waivers today. Uh, we'll clear and uh, we'll get to uh, Bakersfield. And you know what? Hey, I wish him well, man. I don't ever wish anybody to fail. I, and trust me, the orders. Like, remember Jack Campbell last January? He was very good for a month when Stuart Skinner was away and, you know, was tending to his new child. Jack Campbell played quite well. Many people wanted Jack Campbell to get a start in the playoffs against Vegas. He hasn't been able to find the consistency. That's totally fair. Hasn't lived up to his contract. Totally fair. But the orders at this point, you just want any goalie. To play well. So if Jack Campbell has to go to the minors for two, three, four weeks, he finds his game, he comes back, and he just gives you solid goaltending, not great. We had Mike Kelly on earlier. 
That stat, the Edmonton Oilers, in 35 of 93 games, only San Jose and Calgary have lower over the last uh, last year and this season. Have the Oilers had average or above average in expected saves? That's it. 35 times out of 93 games. It's not good enough. Not close. Just just be average is all they're saying. If you can get average goaltending for Edmonton, now, this year, a little bit different. Average goaltending, I might get him one more win. Maybe two. But not much more. Because they haven't played well in front of them. There's no there's no arguing that. Like, you watch. If, if you haven't seen it, go to my Owners Nation uh, article today. And it has the video and breakdown of the play that, that led to the uh, second goal. Three passes. Canucks go from behind their net, wide open in the Edmonton slot goal. Ends up going right through the goalie. So small little error by Holloway on the on the four check. As Stratty says, he's too much in front of the net. Just move to the side. So then the D-man can at least make it a four tape to tape pass. But he and as he said, he goes worst case scenario. It's a three on three. A three on three should never result in a high danger chance wide open in the slot. And it did. And it was a goal. And it was a crusher. And but then even then the orders, you know what? Holloway kind of redeemed himself. They four check. They get a goal. Now it's three two. And you're right, okay, there's still 31 minutes left in the game. But Evan Bouchard, two egregious errors, boom, 4-2, to game over. Good night, Irene. So, for fantasy, man, like, I know Bouchard's good on offense, cons. Um, Who is your fantasy pick of the week in the NHL? Who are you liking? Oh, in the week, uh, that's a good question. I, I've been really getting into the uh, individual, uh, you know, daily fantasy, Gregor. I think there's a few guys potentially like it, between the pipes. Connor Ingram tonight. He's been playing better as of late, taking on Seattle. And uh, the the line stacking is a good strategy in the daily fantasy. So if you can get O'Reilly, Philip Forsberg, and Gustav Nyquist against the Flames, the, we saw them Saturday night. I think they're playing pretty well. I like those types of things going forward here tonight. All right, uh, let's get to the comment. A sports fourteen forty update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing all your residential, commercial, and structural engineering needs. Go to bieeng.com. Good night.